Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We hope you're having a good week. I know I am. I know Kristen is. And uh, before we get to the prayers tonight, I just want to continue with our relationship series. And again, for those of you who are new to this, the reason we're doing a relationship series and talking about couples and things like that is, first of all, a lot of people send us prayer requests about it, but also because I'm really convinced that there's a great overlap between how we're supposed to relate to God and how we're supposed to relate to our partners in these in this life. And I think God uses our relationship with our partners to teach us how to relate to him. So on that note, the theme of tonight's message in the relationship series is the importance of going deep in a relationship. And let me tell you this story. This is true. I was listening to this podcast the other day, and it was a, a Christian podcast. And they had this couple on that were, I don't know, going to be experts in a relationship or something. And they were married. And they were telling us about how they had an enormous blow up on their honeymoon. Okay. And I'm thinking like, what the heck could have happened on a honeymoon? I mean, what you know, like usually it takes some time before people sort of get annoyed with each other. But here's what happened. They went to Hawaii and there was this large cliff. And by the cliff, there was a sign that says no diving off this cliff, probably because it was very dangerous. And so husband decides, well, I want to dive off the cliff. And wife says, no, I don't want you to do that. And somehow or other, that turned into a giant blow up of an argument. And I heard that and I knew exactly what had happened there that that was two people who up to that point in their marriage had played it safe. Up to that point in their whole relationship really had played it safe. They fell in love and they really enjoyed being in love and they could kind of see they were on a marriage trajectory and they didn't want to do anything to mess it up. They didn't want to do anything to mess up with the love vibe. They didn't want anything to mess with the potential of them getting married. And so they just stayed kind of at arm's length. I'm not saying they didn't love each other, but I'm saying they didn't do anything to dig deep because they didn't, they were afraid of what they might find. So they had a surface level relationship up to the point they got married. Now they're married. Now they're stuck in this thing. Okay. This guy wants to jump off a cliff and he's hearing the wife say no. And what's he, what he's thinking is, oh no, what have I gotten myself into? Now I'm trapped in this marriage with this really controlling woman. Okay. Now he's having a panic attack because he feels trapped. She's doing the same thing. Oh my goodness. What have I gotten myself into? Now I'm trapped in this marriage with this guy who's going to take unreasonable risks. Who's not going to listen to me. And so now both of them are having panic attacks because they're now trapped in a situation with someone else who they don't really even know because neither of them wanted to go deep with each other in the first place. Okay. Kristen and I do not have this problem. Every single night we spend at least in addition to doing the show, at least an hour on the phone with each other, just talking and asking each other probing questions. And some of them are silly. Uh, and some I can tell Kristen, you know, will ask just because she really wants, like she's planning. Like, like she'll ask these questions like, okay, what's your, what's your favorite movie that starts with a G or something? I'm like, oh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and then she'll say, oh, I'm just curious. Um, wh- what, do you, what do you like more, uh, 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 cleaning floors or doing dishes? I'm like, <laughs> all right, I know exactly what you're doing here, trying to figure out how to apportion tasks. But it's fine. But listen, these are important things. We talk about, you know, our our families and and you know what our parents we think did right and in, in their relationships and what they could have done better. We talk about, you know, 
what we expect of each other and our different roles and things like that. We talk about areas that each of us needs to grow in individually. We, we do a lot of self-introspection, which is, yeah, self, in, well, I guess if it's introspection, it is self, but we do, a, we, we do a lot of, of really deep talking. We really, you know, go to a lot of issues. And the thing is when you do it on your own terms like that and things come up, they're very easy to deal with. It's in a controlled situation. What you don't want to do is let these small things kind of aggregate Okay. And then one day it's a big explosion. All right. Jesus actually talks about this in the parable of the farmer who's sowing seeds. And he says, look, this guy's out there, he's throwing seeds and some of the seeds fall into a thorny bush. They never, they they can't ever become anything. And some of them fall into rocky ground and they can't do anything but stay on the surface. And some fall into very shallow dirt and they can't ever grow roots. And some fall into very good soil and they grow very deep roots. And what was happening with the couple in Hawaii is they were they were the couple where the seed fell either on the very, very hard ground or the extremely shallow ground. So that the first thing that, that came by them just ripped those roots right out because there was no foundation. Okay. So how do you get in deep with God? Well, just like you get in deep with your partner by having deep conversations with them and asking, you know, different kinds of questions and and just talking about life in general, it's no different with God. But with God, you have to do it through the word, okay? There's really no substitute for reading the Bible. And I have a confession to make. For a long time, I really tried to avoid this because, frankly, I didn't know how to read it. And when I read it, I was really bored. Those two things are related, okay? If you don't know how to read the Bible, you're just going to get to certain sections like Numbers or Deuteronomy or even, you know, some of the more interesting things now to me, like even Daniel or some of Paul's letters, you're just like, what am I even doing here? What am I reading this for? But one of the great things about being alive today is you can go online and we've talked about getting the Through the Word app and all these different study guides that do daily devotionals that teach you through, that take you through different topics, okay? So if you want to learn, for example, actually, the, I believe the topic I'm in now is called uh, Heart After God on the Through the Word app. And it teaches you how to have a heart after God by going through the going through the Bible. There's really just no substitute for that. And that's how you really become the person who's got the deep soil that can grow very deep roots. Jesus talks about this also. He says, you know, someone builds their house on very sandy ground and another builds their house on rock. Well, who's going to have the better foundation, right? It's obviously the one on solid ground. Kristen and I talk about how our goal is to be like this giant skyscraper for God, that we want people to be able to see us from miles away, that we're going to be able to, to cast light all around us, but also that we want to be a strong tower that people can, can come into. Well, listen, the taller the building, the deeper the foundation has to go. Okay, those skyscrapers that you see in New York City, they don't have like a one-floor basement, okay? They go very, very deep into the ground. And it's no different in your relationship with God, and it's no different in your relationship with your partner. And what you'll find, actually, the deeper you go in both of those is you'll see there's a huge amount of overlap between your relationship with your partner and your relationship with God. And that's when you when you get to that overlap and you really you really begin to see that God is in control on these very, very deep levels. OK, that's when you start to build a relationship that can withstand the strongest storms. All right. That's my message for you tonight. So good. So the moral of, of the story is if you're driving along and you see a sign that says, you know, dangerous cliff, just keep on driving and forget the cliff. I think that that would probably be reversed in our situation, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know how anybody could argue about anything, not only on their honeymoon, but in Hawaii, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but that's so, so true. And I think a couple of different things about that is, 
you know, it's like you said about the foundation, because you're on the same team, you're playing on the same team. So if something then comes up where you see things from different perspectives, instead of coming at each other, you are dealing from the same, you're the same team and you're collaborating versus, you know, kind of dividing. So, um, and, and it also has to do with both partners not being defensive. Like I feel, um, you know, that's, that's a, one of your many strengths, Jordan, is that when I bring something up or whatever, you're not, you're never like, you make it an environment. I told, I've told you this before. You make it in an environment for me to say things where you never make me feel like, oh, I can't say. And I think that's where the trouble starts. If you feel like you can't bring something up, then it's, then it escalates later on, you know? Yeah. So I think also a lot of it is that so we all kind of want to be in love and we want to have that special relationship. And so there are some people who not only will not go deep, they won't even see the things that are obvious to everyone else. I had I had this one friend of mine who was my best friend, and he was a beautiful guy, but he couldn't ever be alone. He could never be single. Like you and I were both single for like seven years prior to meeting each other. That was impossible for him. He couldn't go seven minutes. And he would actually – he wouldn't break off one relationship unless the next one was already in place, okay? <laughs> so – but the problem was since since he was always – like desperate to be with somebody, he had to go out of his way. And he was a really smart person. We had to go out of his way not to see obvious things. And I'm, I'm going to change the name, but we'd be like, listen, Steve, <laughs> we can all see this woman as psycho, or we can all see that you two have absolutely nothing in common, or we can see that, you know, she's, she's envious of you in a lot of different ways. You know, that, that she's envious of your intelligence, or she's envious of your background, or she's envious of your success. And he would say, oh, no, it's not like that. And then what happens is you get to a point in a relationship, hopefully sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. before right. you're married and before you have kids, he would get to this kind of critical point in his relationship where he couldn't blind himself to reality anymore. And then he would say, man, something about her changed. And we were like, nothing changed. She has always been like this. What has changed is you finally can't keep blinding yourself to this reality anymore. But that was it. He was afraid to face reality. You know, you, you asked me the other day, in one of our probing questions, do you think ignorance is bliss? Yes, he was very blissful in his ignorance by not, by deliberately blinding himself to, to what this person was. And so there's, that's an extreme example, but I think a lot of people fall into that trap, but even the people who don't fall into that trap are still afraid of kind of pulling back the layers like we do. And listen, with you and I, every time we dig deeper, every time we say, God, we want to go deeper in you, which means we have to go deeper together. And yeah, Yeah. you're going to, you're going to pull back a layer and you're going to find some fossils down there. That's, That's the thing. But it's nothing to be scared of. Instead of looking at it as a negative, you need to look at it as a, as a positive because that's an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for you to get that out of your system. And when you yeah. pull that thing out, you can fill the void with each other and with the Holy Spirit. That's the trick to this. Yeah. So good. Yes, absolutely. You know, I give my best messages when I don't use the teleprompter. Have you noticed I, that? I, I know. I I believe it. I I. Definitely agree. <laughs> Comes right from the heart. So we got another message about you tomorrow, by the way. Maybe I'll save it till Friday because I'll be at your house and I won't have my teleprompter. There. I'm excited. I love I, messages about me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, baby. Let's, why don't you take? Why don't you um, lead all these good people in prayer, please? Okay. All right. This is a great verse um, that actually came across my. Um, I was on my my Facebook page that I had uh, written down uh, as a post years ago, and it came up as a memory. I thought, oh, this is so good. So God put it on my heart. It's from Job, Job eleven eighteen, which is a very interesting book and in and of itself. It says, you will be secure 
because there is hope. You will look about you and take your rest in safety. What a great promise, right? Rest, safety, hope, secure, all things that God has for us. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we look at things like the book of Job, and that's its own sermon topic. But sometimes we have questions, and uh, we look at the Bible and different characters of the Bible, and, um, you know, trying to draw from, Lord, if you... If you've done something for one person, will you do it for me? Or if, if you did it in this situation or that situation, or, um, you know, will you restore? You know, there's a lot of people who feel like Job felt before his things were restored. And I feel like that's on my heart tonight, that a lot of people feel like, where, when is my restoration coming? I am in the place, they're in the transition place of heartache and heartbreak and they're looking for restoration, restoration in their marriages, in their family, in their finances, in their jobs, in their lives. But God, you are the ultimate restor- restoration author, Lord. And you are saying to all these people, you are saying, you are secure. You're going to be secure. I have security for you. I have hope for you. You're going to rest. Maybe you feel tonight, this, this message is for you. Maybe you feel like you've just been like a little hamster on a wheel, just going and going and on a cycle. And your mind has been racing and you've been trying to make solutions on your own. And you've been trying to find the right answers. It's time to rest in the Lord. It's time to let him take over. It's time to let him drive your life to the next destination. He has a beautiful destination for you. So why don't you just rest in him? Why don't you just be still and know that he is God? He has hope for you. Nothing is hopeless. For someone tonight who feels hopeless, I just want to say to you, don't give up. Give it to God. Yes, give up. Give up one thing. Give up you trying to make everything happened. Give up you trying. Give it over to God. Say, God, I'm giving this over to you. Give it up to him. When you feel like giving up, give it up to him. Look up from where your help comes from, the maker of heaven and earth. Those who feel hopeless, for those who need security. You know, that's a basic human need, safety and security. Maybe you don't feel very secure, physically secure, emotionally secure, God is your security. God is your place of rest and security. And he wants you to rest in him. He wants you to just take a moment just to be still. He wants you to just lay everything at his feet. He wants to carry you. He wants to carry you over the hurdle. You've been anticipating. You've been over and over anticipating the thing that you fear in your mind. Maybe you have something coming up. Maybe it's a deadline. Maybe it's something that you are anxious about. You're anticipating. The Bible says be anxious about nothing. Just let God take over. Just let God carry you over those hurdles, those obstacles. Let God give you the wisdom. Let God give you the solutions. And let God restore. He's going to restore the years the locusts have eaten. He's going to restore everything in your life. He's going to make it better than it's ever been. 
Your new normal is going to be way better than it ever could have been. And you will rest in the safety and security of the Lord. So don't give up, but give it up to God. Don't, don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. He's coming right now to give you the rest you need. He's coming right now to give you the peace you need. Walk out on the water towards him. When you feel exhausted, not just physically, but emotionally, he's going to uphold you with his righteous right hand. If you're out on that water, you're not going to sink. He's, he's putting his hand out towards you and going to lift you up. He's lifting you up. He's not going to let you down. He's not going to fail you. Rest in him. Rest in his promises for you and your future and your family and your legacy. He has a purpose for you. You think it's the end, but it's not the end. It's only the beginning. God has a purpose and a plan for you that goes way beyond what you could ever imagine. It exceeds your wildest imagination. And he wants to come in to your heart and make everything new. There's no nothing you've done that can make him stop loving you. Just repent and let him come in and heal your heart and start a new, fresh life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job. By the way, you look really beautiful tonight. Thank you. You look very handsome as always. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Good to see our friends Fernando and Peter joining us again. Hey, guys. All right. So uh, I'm going to open up with a prayer here for Jack Lewis Mira from the Philippines. The reason I'm opening with him, and you'll see in a minute, he says, I want to thank God for the gift of life, for the amazing and blessed day. I want to thank God for the good health he's given me to keep working uh, toward my goal and advocacy. I thank God for wisdom and also for everybody. I thank him always uh, that he blesses my family and friends. The reason I'm opening this one is, what does the Bible say? Um, if you want to pray to God, you enter his gates with thanksgiving. You enter his courts with praise. It's actually something I forget a lot, too. So, Jack, first of all, I want to thank you for opening our prayer session tonight by thanking God. And God, we give you all the praise in the world that you deserve and, and, and a million times beyond that for your greatness and for your goodness. Jack asks in particular, he prays for God's grace and blessings for unfortunate children. And he asks that God will use him as an instrument for those people during this time of pandemic. There is, I think, the, the two prayers that get answered the quickest and and to the greatest extent, I think, are the ones that say, God, help me get closer to you and help me help other people, yeah. which are really the same two things when you when you the same things when you understand them. So, God, I pray that for Jack Lewis Mirror from the Philippines, I pray for the, the children who have been suffering. But in particular, I pray that you bless the work of his hands, Jack's hands, and you use him as an instrument to help these people who have been suffering, not just during the time of pandemic, but also during um, just just suffering in general. It doesn't have to be a specific kind of suffering, but suffering in general. God, please bless Jack, bless his entire family. Make him a great leader for you, God, a, a great prayer warrior, and bring him other people to pray for, because this is somebody who I think is just overflowing with, with love and grace and thanksgiving, and that's somebody who's going to be a positive light. And so I just pray that, God, his light shines very brightly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kristen uh, Stephen says, I need prayer for peace with my neighbors. Satan is really at work causing division between us. 
Yes. Uh, Lord, well, I pray for S- Stephen. Um, I pray that he would just, that you would give him the strength to be a strong light for you to his neighbors. Um, and however, you know, give him wisdom of how to do that and how, how to um, just take down the, the wall, Lord, that is the figurative wall where they can't see um, Stephen or maybe it's a spiritual battle. Well, it definitely is a spiritual battle ultimately. And bridge the gap, Lord. You're, you're the one who can bridge the gap there and create uh, an open line of communication and um, bring all these people to Christ and bring peace in this situation, Lord, and bring protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kingzo. Actually, it's the, the screen name is Kingzo, but the people are Mr. King from Sweden and Vlad from Alaska. It says, please pray for us to be able to fly out of Ghana and to our next destination, South Korea. We got a guy from Sweden and one from Alaska who are in Ghana. I bet they stick out like a sore thumb. Um, oh, hang on. We're still on Kristen here, aren't we? There we go. Can you hear me now? Yes. Sorry, I, I had you on. Uh, okay, let me try this again. Our next prayer request is from Kingzo here, who um, it's actually, he, that's his, his screen name, but his real name is Mr. King, who is from Sweden and, and Vlad from Alaska. And they are in Ghana at the moment, where I bet they stick out like a sore thumb. And uh, they are trapped there, and they're trying to get to South Korea to close a deal. They're somehow involved in the brokers for the metal industry. But they've been stuck in Ghana since March 20th. Well, that's it's now June 24th. They've been stuck there for three months. My goodness. Well, you know, guys, we get these prayer requests a lot where people are stuck somewhere. And what I... What what I tell what I'll tell you and, and what I tell these people is usually when you're stuck somewhere, whether it's geographically or you're stuck in a, a spiritual place in life, it's because God is waiting for you to accomplish something there. And I don't know what it is. Sometimes there's just something in you that needs to come out. Other times there's something you need to face. Yeah. But it, there's usually a lot of overlap between the spiritual and the natural. So God. First of all, I, I certainly pray that their deals aren't messed up, that they're able to get to South Korea and close their next deal. I pray for them to be prosperous in their business. But God, I also, I know that you have them in Ghana right now for a reason, that it's not a surprise, okay? Guys, you know, actually, I maybe I should make a series out of this. I did a bunch on the wilderness a mm. few months ago. Go yeah. look at the wilderness series. Um, maybe, Kristen, when we're done today, I'll actually, I'll make that into a playlist because that's where you got, what you're literally describing as being stuck in a wilderness situation. and. Yeah. You're seeing it in the natural, but what I believe is, is that you're actually stuck in a spiritual wilderness. You got to come out of here. So go watch that. But God, I pray that whatever it is that's holding them back, whether it's unforgiveness or whether they, that you just want to get their attention or they have to learn patience or they have to just learn to get deeper with you, whatever the situation is, God, I pray that you bring them out of the spiritual wilderness that they're in, number one. And I pray that that you show them what they need to be in Ghana for and meet the people they need to meet and have the impact they have to have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I got two family one here's family prayers here for you, Kristen. Barricade says, I need to live with my lovely family. Uh, I'm stressed by not living with them. And John needs family breakthroughs in love and marriage and also finances uh, and for God to heal the world of coronavirus. Lord, we pray for these gentlemen, uh, Barricade and John. Lord, we pray for their families, God. We pray for a prayer of unity and harmony with their families, Lord, and for their finances. I know that Barry Keith may have not mentioned finances, but I pray that as well. And for just, just 
all of their dreams, Lord, that you've put in their heart to come true for them and their family and for there to be a strong bond and for them to go deep and to have communication and have have just a very deep relationship that's modeled um, by what, what you want the family to be modeled by, Lord, and molded in your image, Lord, and your harmony and your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job. All right, we have three financial ones, so actually that's a good segue here. Chanda Pawa is looking for a job, and so is Isabelita looking for a job. Gee, I, I know some people might be hiring. Uh, and uh, Kiza is looking for his business to grow. All right, well, Father God, uh, we certainly pray for Chanda Pawa and Isabelita and Kiza. We pray for their financial success. We also pray, God, that if anybody is looking uh, for the right job at the right time and the right price, that um, that they get you know the job they're looking for. And certainly for people who are employers who need uh, good workers for their business, we pray, God, that you bring them together, that you're a God of unity and union, and we know that you love playing matchmaker. And so, God, just like we ask people to bring you know couples together, we ask, we ask you to bring couples together. God, we also ask you to, to bring the right employees to the right employers who will work hard and, um, and treat each other with respect. And we pray for the financial success of all these people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's a good prayer, wasn't it? That was a great prayer. I, I really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Peter Russell, uh, I guess commenting on my sermon when I was talking about people jumping off of cliffs, says those cliffs are the most fun to jump off of. You know, what people don't <laughs> understand about our relationship, like Kristen and I, there's a huge amount of overlap between us. Like we're very, very similar people in a lot of ways. And we're like perfect. You know, a friend of mine today, actually uh, Kristen Glenn, who I haven't spoken to in a long time. He, I know him on Facebook. I know him a little bit around town. Uh, and and he was just talking to me about you. And he said, you know, you guys just you guys just look like the perfect couple. And he says, you just look like you just fit so perfectly together. And that's true. We do. But one of the ways in which we're different and, and God knew this going in is that Kristen is one of these people that wants to jump face first into everything. <laughs> and I'm like really, really a more cautious person. And it's great because Kristen kind of pulls me away from being too cautious into like being more adventurous. And I kind of pull her away from those cliffs that Peter thinks I want to jump into. I say, well, Kristen, why don't we just just wait one second and like assess the situation, you know? Yeah, it's good. I'm glad I ha- have you to do that for me. <laughs> Saves me a lot later on. Yeah. Interestingly, uh, someone named Moon Nobel is praying um, for the visa process to go through. So, Kristen, why don't you pray for Moon Nobel's visa process here? All right, Lord, we pray for Moon Nobel's uh, visa process, Lord. I pray that um, it gets just in, like Jordan said about the wilderness mentality before, whether that's geographically or emotionally, or sometimes both all at once. God, I pray that you put him in the right place. I pray that any of the process, um, that this process would not get held up, but you would put him right where he should be um, at each step of the way and um, show him more of your wisdom and your strength and guidance and just guide his steps and be in that whole entire process. In Jesus' name, amen. Chris, I'm going to ask you to do another one. I know we're going a little bit out of order here, but there's a longer one after that that I need to read because you're going to have a hard time seeing it on your screen. So yeah. this one's for you. Uh, Lenny Agarin Musa says, Jordan and Kristen, please pray for my family, especially my niece, daughter, and son for a safe pandemic or safety from the pandemic and all my church mates, especially my pastor and his wife. All right. Well, Lenny, we pray for your um, 
we pray for your niece and your daughter and son and for all of the people in your church and the pastor and his wife. And uh, thank you for, for doing that um, and praying for, for your pastor and, and wife. I'm sure they appreciate that as well. And of course, your family. And we pray for you too. Uh, we pray for your all of your protection uh, for you and your family and, and your church. And we pray for God's spirit to, to be alive and awakened for the new things that God is doing. I just feel like God has so many new things for you and your family and your church. And um, you guys are such a light to your community. And God is going to continue to open doors and bless you. So we certainly pray for that to be the case. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Here's the long one. So our friend Peter Russell uh, has a two-part prayer request, which isn't going to fit in the screen, but I'm going to read it. I'll do the prayer. And Kristen, you're welcome to jump in also. Uh, out in California, there was a, an earthquake today along a fault line that what that apparently nobody knew about. So we're going to pray for those affected and those that aren't and, and for any other uh, aftershocks or quakes that they don't get triggered. Actually, a friend of mine is in Mexico. And I think yesterday they had like a 7.4 earthquake. And she sent me like a video and somebody was the, videotaping um, a fountain. And in the background, there was this like... I wouldn't say a skyscraper, but a very, very tall building. And you could see the, the building warping back and forth while this, this earthquake was happening. So we're certainly going to pray for that. Peter also says, it looks like I'm headed back home after this weekend. And while it will be good to be back with my parents for the time being, I don't do well with change due to having uh, Asperger's syndrome. And this is a huge one because I've been in a, in a hotel for like three months now. So it's going to be a huge change to be back around people. Thanks in advance. All right, Peter, we're going to certainly pray for that. We're going to pray for both of these things. I'm also going to pray for you to have, well, I'll just do it. I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to do it. So number one, God, we pray for all those victims of the earthquakes in California and also Mexico and everywhere else. We pray that they're, first of all, that they're safe. We pray that if anyone was injured, that you're, you're healing them. We thank you for the people you did protect. God, we also just pray that there are no aftershocks, literally aftershocks, in, that, in those situations. As far as Peter goes, God, we're happy that he's going home. We're happy that he's making a lot of progress in his life. We're happy for the great works you're doing. He has difficulty with change. And God, you know that's something I had difficulty with for a long time. And so believe me, I know what that's like. I know what it's like being in a comfort zone. And actually, Peter, if I remember correctly, I, I think I did a sermon about this a while ago about the importance of getting out of a comfort zone. I think even Kristen loves to say that, um, you know, growth begins where your comfort zone ends. And one of my favorite sayings is a ship is safest in harbor, but that's not why ships are made, right? Mm -hmm. And so I let, I certainly let that steal a lot of time away from me. And, you know, I had a very severe anxiety issue. Now, I don't know the specifics of Asperger's syndrome. Uh, you know it better than I do. But I'm going to, I, my prayer for you tonight is that God frees you from that. I'm talking about a total healing. And I don't know if this is one of these things where, where doctors say, well, there's no cure from it. You have to learn to cope with it. You have to learn to live with it. That There is no, that those rules don't apply to the kingdom of God. So in Jesus name, I pray that he is not a victim of Asperger's, but rather he's an overcomer, Father God, that nothing holds this person back. That ours is not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Uh, the Bible also says not just fear, but timidity, okay? So, Father God, I I pray that, you know, 
Peter, a lot of times I think what, what we think is our weakness is really the strength that God wants to bring out of us. So you say it's going to be a huge change to be back around people. Peter, I pray you become the most social person in the world. And this might sound weird to you, but listen to me. Kristen knows this. I was for a long time an extremely shy person. I think I was naturally very shy. I am the last person that you could put into a room with a hundred strangers and ask to like go socialize. Okay. And it took me a long time before I was even comfortable being on camera and God had to like build me up to even do something like this. Like I'm the last person I thought would ever be doing something like this or dating a girl as hot as Kristen. Okay. Because I'm just so ridiculously shy, but a lot of times what we think is, is a weakness is just a lie that the enemy is using to kind of blind us to what really God has for us. So not only am I praying against this for you, I'm praying that God blesses you by being an extremely social person who's able to help other people who have different social anxiety disorders, that you don't have this thing. You're going to overcome this thing for the glory of God. It's going to be a great miracle. And that's going to be the next series of praise reports you send me. In Jesus' name, amen. That's really good. Yeah, because it involved you. Okay. I said how hot you were. I mean, like that. <laughs> no, I mean, but that part was a crazy. video podcast, so people can see I'm not lying. Oh. Actually, I have some pictures of, of Kristen. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll show you something. She, I mean, the, as people know this. I think I told this story where it was on the, um, the video we did of uh, how we first met. And I said, before I even met you, I downloaded like 50 pictures of you from from Facebook. And... Uh, they're they're just not there's nothing improper about them they're not like you know chris <laughs> bikini or something they're all like you know clothed fully i don't mean to say anything weird but um i have to tell you when i when i saw when i saw you i thought that's the most beautiful woman i've ever seen and if i have a chance to go out with her and i don't i'll never forgive myself oh, so there sweet. you go so sweet and somehow it wasn't like anybody else it would be so creepy if i met you and you had 50 pictures downloaded on your phone of me but with you it was not creepy at all well you also curated the pictures ahead of time before you sent me the friend request you made <laughs> sure to like change your profile picture and clean up you know just you edit all your comments and things like that. Make sure I saw the really great picture. And they're all really great. But I mean, you know, you, well, anyway. Oh, oh, and you could, like, like my mother said, you, you know, Kristen Pettit could not take a bad picture if she tried. Oh, so sweet. I'm blushing. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Just waiting for you to reciprocate the compliment there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, thank you, George. The same thing with you. I just can't get enough. Well, I, I was enjoying the moment and I was just overwhelmed by the gratitude. So, yes, you are the most handsome man oh, ever. So, inside so and out. I'm, I'm just so blessed that you were inspired to say and that. And not only that, you have the best personality. You have everything else. You are the thank total you. package. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Cheryl Mendoza. Um, you know what she's here to pray for. Yes. Help her pray for her against sickness and for good health for her son, Dave Mendoza, Tim Kang and princess Diane Ori and James Kirk, Tim Kang. All right. We got somebody new in there too. Okay. So Lord, we pray for Cheryl. We pray for her family members. Lord, we pray for Dave. We pray for princess Diane and, um, James Lord. Um, we pray for all of all of them. And we pray for Cheryl. God, thank you for a woman who doesn't give up, but keeps fighting and keeps praying. God, please deliver on your promises. And I believe that you have delivered and you are working behind the scenes. And I believe that you 
you want to deliver even more, Lord. You, it's it's like she's not giving up. Like it's it's you've answered her prayer, but she wants the whole thing, whole thing answered, Lord. And uh, she knows that you have the answers, God. So I just pray you surround her with shouts of deliverance, her entire family, Lord, and bring about the deliverance. Bring it about, Lord. Bring about what she needs and what they need, God, and the healing they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Our friend Peter Russell says Asperger's is high-functioning autism, just so you know. And I, mm-hmm. I thought that's what it was. I didn't want to say that without knowing it, but I, I have a friend of mine who is classified as that as well. But um, guess what? You say high-functioning autism. Listen, we, the the body of Christ is in you. The blood of Christ is in you, okay? So you're not just a high-functioning, you're not just high-functioning, on the autism spectrum. Okay, you're high functioning for anybody because if God is is for you, no one can be against you. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, Peter. And I think that should be really your verse. And by the way, Peter, I don't know exactly when you started following us, but if you haven't, if you didn't see the, uh, Chris and I did two episodes on the importance of taking communion. It wasn't that long ago. And one, we spoke about it in, in t- as far as healing and, but also we, you know, just have an episode out there if you want to actually like take communion with us. I'd recommend you go watch that. Those are, I think, really important episodes. Yes. Yeah. And also here's someone, Sunil Malvia. And I think this person should watch the episode also. Now, I can't quite see what her Facebook profile says, but it's a picture of Jesus on a cross. And this person says, please pray for me because I'm having sickness on my body. Praise the Lord, sir and madam. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like this because here's somebody who's praising. Yes. Either yes. sickness. So God, thank you for filling Sunil with praise. God, we we speak against this sickness. You know, there's a picture on this person's profile page of, of Jesus on the cross. We know that you bore our sicknesses and our infirmities on the cross. And so sickness has no place. Just like Kristen says, you know, a Christian can't be you know, demon possessed, but they can be demon afflicted. Okay. Demon oppressed, some people might say. Sickness really can't be in you, but you can still be afflicted by it. It's not your sickness, okay? Your body belongs to Christ. We pray nothing but total healing and restoration over you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Marissa Kristen says, please pray my family to hold on and continue praising God. And please pray our wedding anniversary is coming on June 27th. Thank you and God bless. All right. Well, I don't know if she might mean the actual wedding or I'm getting the feeling, but maybe she means the anniversary. I'm not sure. But either way, it doesn't matter. God God knows. So, Lord, please help Marissa and her family, Lord. Lord, just hold them together with your love. I, I just picture you. We have had a lot of uh, prayers tonight for family unity, and um, I believe the enemy has tried in this day and age more than ever to tear the family apart. But God, you are, mm. have the victory and you are bringing more than ever the family together. Even in terms of this pandemic, people having to be home and having to have family dinners again and, and in all different ways, having to have that communication, God. So bring this family together. I just picture you just with your strong, strong, beautiful arms, just wrapping your hand, arms around this family just hugging this family and wrapping your arms around this family and bringing them in, bringing them into you, God. Help them to focus in on you. Help help heal any hearts. Help, help make communication 
open again and help bring them closer to you and closer to the destiny you have for them and be with that marriage, Lord, whether it's an anniversary or whether it's the actual wedding day, Lord, be, be with that marriage and in unity and your truth. God, I, I just pray for your truth. That's what I'm seeing with a lot of these family issues. Lord, I'm praying for your truth to be made known. Um, the enemy tries to lie and tries to twist things, but God, you are, have come for victory and truth in Jesus name. Amen. All right. And, uh, Ruth Sarah says, please pray for my health. I'm having stomach problems. And, um, I'm going to pray for Ruth right now. Also, a few other very small prayer requests just came in. Babu, for personal sadness. Renuka, just asked that we pray for her. And Kay says, can you guys pray for my family? So I'm going to pray for all these people right now. First of all, Ruth, listen, if you're having stomach problems, again, go watch those communion episodes that we did. I, I really believe communion is an essential, if not if not essential, then a really important component of healing. Okay. God, we pray against those stomach problems that Ruth is having. In fact, uh, God, we just pray that she is fully restored, that these are a thing of the past, that she's going to be able to heat, heat, to eat healthy, excuse me, and not have digestive problems. Everything's going to digest properly. There's not going to be any internal bleeding or anything like that. And that she's going to just declare the works of the Lord. She's going to declare that this was a miracle. I pray for Babu, who's experiencing personal sadness. God, your, your word says, your word talks about there being a spirit of heaviness, but that you have you have victory over that. We know that you comfort the brokenhearted. Now, ours is not a spirit of happiness, but a spirit of, of love, joy, and peace. Sorry, not a spirit of, unha- of, of sadness, I should say, but a spirit of love, joy, and peace. And so I pray that for Babu. But not just blissfulness. I pray that you address whatever is causing this person's sadness. God, we pray for Renuka and her family and Kay. And uh, K-A-E, I hope I'm saying that right, for that person's family and that person as well. We pray for all these people, God, and we thank you for all these wonderful people who join us every night and who submit these prayer requests to us. And God, we pray that the ministry, that these people are not like the, the ground that, you know, we throw the seed on and it doesn't take much root. That we pray, that God, that these people not just receive what we're praying for for them and receive you, but that they then let your glory th- flow through them and into other people that, you know, it doesn't stop with them. It just begins with them that, that each of these people just, just spreads out and, 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 and your word spreads through them. You know, like we talk about diseases that, that go viral literally. Well, God, your word, I pray goes viral through all of these people. We thank you for them. God, we lift them up to you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, my dear, would you please um, say the most important part of the show, which is the call to salvation? Yes, absolutely. If you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He can live in your heart. He wants to live in your heart. So just repeat after me. It's so, so simple. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior, and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so happy for you. Uh, Send us a message or comment on the video. We want to know and help you get started. And don't forget about those praise reports. We want to hear those. 
All right, guys. Well, look, thanks for joining us again. Always good to see all you guys, especially, um, you know, the people who interact with us and who we, we're starting to get to know on a personal level, like, you know, like Peter and and uh, certainly our friend Fernando and uh, a bunch of others, Cheryl Mendoza, who we see all the time. It's really good to see you guys constantly. Please do us a favor and try to share the videos. You can even share them like while they're taking place so that, you know, they'll, they'll stream live uh, on your feed as well. And that helps us spread the word. Again, guys, we just do this for free. We get zero out of this. I mean, not that we don't get anything. We get zero money out of it. We get you know, the satisfaction of doing it. We're glad to do it. It's a blessing to do it. But my point is we're not doing it for ourselves. We're not doing it for publicity. We're not doing it for money. We're just doing it because we feel called to do it. And we're very happy to do it. And so all we really ask of you is to help fulfill your ministry requirement and your missionary requirement just by hitting the share button. And you never know. You know, I it, you hit the share button maybe a, a thousand times and maybe it doesn't do anything, but maybe you hit that one time and it changes one person's life and that person goes to heaven because of you. Think about that. But then think about what happens if you don't hit the share button that one time and that person doesn't hear the word and then you got to go answer for that. Okay. That's a threat. Seriously. No, I'm kidding. It's not a threat, but that's seriously like how you have to think about it. That's why Kristen and I do this, you know, because I want, when I get to heaven, I always say, I want to say, God, listen, Kristen and I, we did everything that we could, you know, to bring as many people as possible into the kingdom. And I don't want God saying, you know, you should have done this. You should have done that. Cause now look how many people didn't get saved because of you. Seriously. All right. So guys, listen, I love you guys to death. I'm so grateful for all of you. Thank you for participating. We'll see you tomorrow again, 730 Eastern standard time. And as always be blessed and more importantly, even be a blessing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Good show. You too. Yeah. You're handsome. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 20 minutes later. <laughs> All right. I'll call you in a minute. I said it before. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Without it all being prompted. No, I didn't read my script right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good night, Kristen. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.